Back again, man. It's your boy Khalid, aka Special K, Circle K, with the Fit Lady Sports Talk Radio, man. I got my boy Five Two Louisville Slugger CP. What's going on? What's up? What's up, man? Good to be back on here again. You know, I got my road dog, the Mississippi Mud Boy, Stack Big Money, Josh. What's going on? Man, what's good, Josh? What's good? Man, we're back again, another week, episode six, with the hot topics, sports topics. Get affiliated with affiliated sports, man. Topics we got on the board for this week: Drew Brees controversial statement doing a doing a bad timing. NBA sets up a date and they approve the plan to come back. And D one players, African American players more specifically, choosing HBCUs over Power Fives. Is that a change? We'll see. But we're gonna start off with the biggest and the hottest topic of the week, man. Drew Brees. Drew Brees stated the other day in an interview with Yahoo Finance um, when they brought up the old topic of Colin Kaepernick, the beginning of Colin Kaepernick's protest in 2016 about police brutality. Um, he stated this. He will never agree with anybody disrespecting the flag of the United States of America. And he also mentioned that his grandfather and his dad fought in wars um, and serving the military. We all know what timing this is in uh, during the protests of George Floyd. So what are y'all thoughts on Drew Brees' comment, man? Wrong timing, man. Nobody ain't trying to hear that right now. Nobody ain't trying to hear it. Even if you you had a point, we ain't trying to hear that. Nah, you should have kept that to yourself. Even after the apology? He, he should have kept it to himself. It, it's just bad timing. Like, you can't – I mean, you, you might have had a point, but when when people got stuff like this going on, you, you, you're not thinking clear. So, you ain't trying to hear it. You, you should have just waited or just kept it to yourself. Like, seriously. Or changed up to whatever the guy asked you. But it's wrong timing. It's wrong timing. Yeah, I agree with Josh. It's, de- uh, it's definitely wrong timing. Like, what I don't like is when players come out and say players are disrespecting the flag and the veterans when they take a knee. I don't know if it's lack of understanding of what it is, but any player that's kneeling, they're not kneeling to disrespect any veteran. They're kneeling because of what's going on in our nation. So for Breeze not to know it, it was kind of like, come on, bro. And as a black man, I think a lot of black men kind of support Breeze, you know, before he kind of made this statement. So for Breeze to say this was different. It just hit a little different because Breeze said it, knowing the man that Breeze is. In a black city like New Orleans Mm -hmm. and brought them a championship. Um to that city, man. I agree. I agree, CP. To Josh, I don't feel like he had a point, though, because I feel like this is not about, you know, disrespecting the flag and all. This is about, you know, police brutality. That's what the protest was about. It was never about disrespecting the flag. They took it somewhere else with Cap, you know, causing him four years of his career. So it's, it's about, like, how he really felt. That's how Drew Brees really felt. And for me, I know some of his teammates, a lot of his teammates and said they hadn't talked to him. They forgave him since the apology. He wrote a statement to President Trump. He tweeted it and sent the picture or whatever. I don't believe him. Because like you said, it's the wrong timing. You brought up your dad and your granddad. When you got hella African-Americans that served in the same wars, fought for this country and came back to this country to nothing and to racism. Because you got to think about it. You got African-American dying for them. You dying for, you know, going to war with each other in each other's foxhole. You know that old saying, who you want to go in the foxhole with? Mm-hmm. So these people was with them. African-Americans with your grandfather, your granddad, me, your dad, you know, fighting alongside each other and to come back and face racism. My own father served in the military. He even told me about stories, you know, coming racism. The only reason he got off sometimes is what he had a uniform on. Other times he didn't get off. And it's like, man, I'm out here 
getting orders to maybe go to Iraq and I got dudes stopping me over I'm being black. You know? So, to me, Drew, it, it's just crazy Drew Brees would stay to his stature of everything. But if that's how he felt, I'm glad he let us know. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm truly yeah, I'm glad he let us know. Because, yeah. go ahead. I was gonna, I was just gonna piggyback. This, you know, a lot of people's true heart is being shown right now. That's all I was gonna say, Khalid. True. And at the end of the day, it's a business. It's our job, bro. We ain't gotta be cool. We just gotta throw, t- we gotta catch touchdowns. We gotta win games. I ain't gotta mess with you. I ain't gotta respect you after that. But on the field, you know, it is what it is. You know, I've seen the memes. People ain't going to block for him. Nah, people don't block for him. You're going to play for him because you're not going to intentionally hurt no man. Yeah, because he ain't going to lose your job. Yeah, and it's a job at the end of the day. We love it. We love football, but it's a job at the end of the day, and that's all it got to be. Now, do I? Do we give Drew Brees the same respect? No, mm-hmm. never, ever. Mm-hmm. I never think I'd give him the same respect. And you, this what this what was crazy to me. Think about it. Drew Brees is like the touchdown leader in NFL history, almost. Or like he's he got a lot of touchdown passes. He's up there, even beating Tom Brady and Peyton Manning some stats. How many of those were to black players? Mm-hmm. Mm. Uh, if I had to take a guess, shoot ninety percent of them. Yeah, ninety eight. Yeah, if I had to pick a guess, because I'm sitting there, I mean, who other than Hill, and he just came along here lately, you know what I'm saying? I probably had really... a couple, you know, a couple of uh, white tight ends or whatever, but I'm just, yeah. I'm just not remembering, you know, him having a lot of white receivers. Nah, I can't think of that. Nothing like that, so, you know. Let me, what y'all think about his apology? I ain't even listen to it, tell you the truth, because like <laughs> I, I, that's what that's what stars do. You say something or you mess up and you apologize yeah. on, on in your face. Not even gonna say on, on social media, your face in front of the camera somewhere. You feel me? So he, he, he knew he was gonna apologize. Yeah, weird. you sorry for telling how you feel. Yeah. Telling how you feel. Yep, that was it. I'm more disappointed than somebody like Michael Thomas. You was doing all that huffing and puffing when he said it. I don't know what y'all what Drew Brees said to me. It could have been some real. You say that's my quarterback, that's my brother, but you do all this huffing and puffing at everybody else. But when Drew Brees say something and then he apologize, you just flip the switch. Yeah. So that's why I ain't listen to the watch the apology. Like you knew he was gonna say, "I'm sorry." I didn't mean it like that. Yeah, the only thing I could think of, like. We all say stuff that we wish we could take back. And, you know, I mean, what he said was definitely wrong, definitely wrong timing. And we know how he feel. But I I, I, I can't say that, you know what I'm saying? I support, I, I would never, I'd look at him different. He definitely took a, a step down, but we all have said stuff that we really shouldn't have said. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's true. He he is a man, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's just hard at this point because we always get the short end of the stick because, you know, when we, come, yeah. when we say the same thing, it's like we always get tougher punishment on everything, not just even in sports, just in the real world. Just at the end of the day with George Floyd, we come to find, oh, he had coronavirus now. He had all he had drugs in his system. None of that matters. It does not matter. He don't have to be. The thing is, if, even if he wasn't a perfect human being, you killed the man. And the thing is, we've seen time and time again where it's been worse things going on, and y'all just, this is a regular arrest because of the color of somebody's skin. So, like, that's what's the real thing with Drew Brees this time. It's really hitting home to me and everybody. I think, you know, just just think about it. Colin Kaepernick, man, because he, he protested the flag and everything, and people come out and say he's bad for business. Now, Roger Goodell stating, 
you know, we fumbled the bag. But at that same time point where he was protesting, it was a kicker, it was a punter in the NFL that was beating his wife. Mm-hmm. And he was allowed to play. You feel me? So, so it's, it's like we can't turn up cheek sometimes. Yeah. yeah. Like, like when we stop turning the, the, the other cheek because I agree with you, CP. We are men. We mess up like all people mess up. But just think about it. We don't get the opportunities they get. And when mm-hmm. we do mess up, it's over with black coaches, black GMs, black owners. We don't even have a lot of black owners. Jim Ursay was busted doing drugs, drop speeding. Go to rehab. He's back now. It's, it's hey, it's cool. Mm-hmm. So it's like, that's my, that's like the, the, the biggest problem with the whole situation. Because we know, we know, man, we, we played at a school like that. We played with, with, if you basically, if we played at, at K Dub, you was black at the school, you played sports. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we knew we was playing with people that probably felt like that at the end of the day, you know, behind that smile mm-hmm. on our face, but we do good. But at the end of the day, it's like, man, I really don't care about you. Mm-hmm. I ain't rocking child. You feel me? So you know that they, it's in the league too. But when you you get tired of turning the other cheek, that's how you feel. Yeah. The thing I don't like about it is like when people in the NFL come out and say, because we're nearly we disrespecting the veterans and the flag, like, are y'all being blinded? Are y'all just playing that game to where y'all trying to make us, you know, make us seem like a bad people, you know, bad people because we taking the knee. Y'all know it's not why we nearly. And Y'all try to make it seem like that's why we knew. You know what I'm saying? Like, come on, Drew Brees. You don't want a championship, bro. You're an NFL quarterback. He kneeled. You know that these black. He kneeled before. <laughs> he kneeled with the flag. That was that was. He kneeled with his with his team before. Yeah. So he know he knows the situation. But he like what he did was he kneeled before they put on the anthem, and then when they put the anthem on, he stood back up type of thing. In that game right there, I know what you're talking about. They uh. It was a game overseas, I think. Yeah. And before our anthem came on, they kneeled to show unity. But then when our anthem came on, he got back up. But all right, take it like this. So what we gonna do to get that? If we need what we need to do to get that attention? Because if you think about it, I know it's money involved. Every player ain't banking like some of the players in the league. But if they say they don't play six games, you know how bad that'll hurt the NFL. Mm-hmm. In NBA too, you feel me? Like we dominate them two sports, dominate them. They continue playing, but if you take the black, if you take the African American player away, what are you getting in those two sports? Nothing. It's gonna be a drop off. Uh, I mean, the NFL is, what, 70% black. So, that don't leave you with 30% of a roster. You know what I'm saying? So, I don't even know if they'd be able to play their Probably. games. They can fill the spots. It's just not going to be entertaining. Yeah. yeah. Nobody's trying to see Brian Rubinsky versus, I can't even tell you, uh, just a five Caucasian white DB right now. Oh, Harrison Smith. Well, I'm taking Harrison yeah. Smith because Harrison Smith is five. Yeah, he's five. Yeah, he yeah, look how long it took you to say a name one, though. That's because I was tripping, but Harrison, but Harrison Smith is but, five, though. I was thinking about the dude in Kansas City, but I couldn't tell him. I couldn't think of his name because I know it started with S, but he had a very postseason, but I feel like he does his job. You know, he's not no X-Factor player, but I feel like he does his job and he can do that job on any team. But I just forgot his but, name. But even them two, them two are safeties, aren't they? Yeah, so. So, so I mean, I can't even really think of a, a Caucasian cornerback. Not no more. Like, you know, I can I can give you Adam, um, Adam, um, my boy, I mean, my boy for the, what was his name from the uh, the Rams? 
I can give you Jason Seahorn. Jason C. Uh, yeah, Jason Seahorn. And the dude that name's probably, I think of that last name is S2 or something. I forgot, man. But. No, no, no disrespect, you know what I'm saying? But that's just a, a, a position, you know, that requires a lot of footwork and. It's just a, it's just a, it's just a, it's just a, 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 a African American dominated position. Yeah. Like receivers, yeah. receiver is more mixed. You have Adam Thielen, you have Russ Welkers, you have people, you have Steve Largent. You feel me? You have great, you have great receivers, Jordy Nelson, things like that that you can name right off the bat. We can keep going, but at certain positions, even you, it can go either way for each race. Mm-hmm. Think about it. Mm-hmm. QBs dominated by. By um by white males, linemen is mixed with from white, black, and Polynesian. You know all types of culture, Asian, um, linemen. But linebackers mixed too. D line is mixed, but DBs is one of those positions that's, that's really not that mixed. You got your John Lynches, you know, but it's just it's. Now it's just a black dominated position. Because even Dion, when he's at the combine, he sees uh, a white guy from a white guy that had a great career at Penn State and at Clemson. I I seen it this year. The dude ran a four three forty from Penn State safety. Dion's like, Whoa, man, you know, you running like that? You know, it was surprising, like. But if you see a, a, a receiver running at four three. And he was white. It'd be like, okay, he's a rock. You know, it would be just, it's fine. It is mm-hmm. not no shot. Like Christian McCaffrey, like he can do it all. Was more of the shot, not that he was a, a white running back. It was a white running back that couldn't do it all. Because his dad was a great receiver too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. you know. And the white exactly. running back did fade, and he just popped back up with it like boom. Yeah. Just, just going back to what you said, like you know, we just got as an African American coach, we just go go back and get ownership of what's hot. You know what I'm saying? Like, just the Caucasian man, he has a, a ownership of so much stuff. You know what I'm saying? Like, we got to go back and get our own stuff type of, you know, type of thing. Facts, man. Man, we're going to switch gears to the next topic. NBA back, man. Setting the tentative date of July 31st for the first game. NBA Board of Governors approved the plan to return action Thursday, June 4th. The vote passed 21-9. to um, Run through the highlights real quick. 22 teams in Orlando, 13 from the West, 9 from the East. Games are tentative to begin on 7-31, no fans. Eight regular season games to determine playoff seeding. The ninth seed, this is the sticker right here, man. The ninth seed is within four games of the AC in either conference. Teams will play double elimination for the final spot. How y'all feel about the NBA coming back? I'm glad it's coming back. It's coming back. I had something to watch. Yeah, just as a sports fan, I'm yeah. excited, you know, to see the competition. Um, I'm excited about it, really. And uh, I think it's going to pave the way for other sports. If the, it seems like they're going to be the first major sport to get back, you know, to playing. My thing is, you know, this season gonna have an asterisk on it because you know it's coronavirus thing. This championship, whoever gets it, um, I don't really like the ninth seed, double seed, double elimination thing. I feel like it's all the play to get Zion in the playoffs. Yeah, for money, all the money that the money they lost. I, I, that's what all I feel, man. Because. At the end of the day, if Zion in the playoffs playing LeBron in the first round, that's TV ratings. Or is he, even yeah. if the Clippers take them one seed, that's TV ratings. You know, Paul George, Kawhi versus versus Zion. LeBron versus Zion. Like, I just feel that's what it's going to. Um, and it's just an asterisk, you know, 
any team that wins this ship, and I really do feel like a, a, a team that's just going to get hot and it's going to eight games, they're going to, you know, play okay, but then it's playoff time. They're going to get hot and they're going to ball out and beat who they're not supposed to be and win this ship. I have a feeling. Uh, it's not going to be a team I'm, like Memphis or the Wizards or nothing like that, Josh. Don't get me wrong, bro, but I'm talking about – think about it. If a team that was banged up and just come back and they're stroking like James Harden or somebody, the Rockets, you know, somebody, Russell Westbrook, you know, that's been going hard through his whole quarantine. They might push, you know, play some defense. They might push. I don't believe it now wholeheartedly, but I'm just saying that's a, a theory I have. But don't – I'm not just saying just the Rockets. It can happen. I, I think trust, it can, it can I don't, I don't trust Drake, bro. James Harden more than I trust a two dollar bill. But I mean, we, we we could potentially see something like that. I, I won't be surprised. Well, who y'all title contenders? You definitely got to go with both of them. L.A. teams off the dribble, and then the East Bucks. <laughs> I mean, I know, I know, but I'm just saying two LA teams. Yeah, the Bucks. They got. I really don't trust them too too much. Somebody's. I, I, really, I read a report today, like you know, people saying you know this Johnny's year, even with the Corona, and I was like, and somebody coming like, either LA team has two stars to throw at Giannis. True. And that's mm-hmm. all you really need. On well, on offensive and defensive end. Then the team in the East I don't yeah. see is Philly. And it is crazy because Philly got the roster yeah. to do it. They just some knuckleheads. Is they gotta get rid of him. one of them gotta go. And I feel like I feel like Indeed. I feel like it's MB. Because mm-hmm. he hasn't he hasn't realized what he is and what he's capable of and like how he gotta take this serious now. You in year four, you in year five, this is when people are starting to take off, make playoff runs. And your team is much better than a lot of more superstars had back in the day when they was in year four and year five. That's when I really judge like players. You see the superstar ism in them in the first two two seasons and like, oh, you know, in year three it's like, okay, let's start being more consistent. Year four, it's time. Let's get in the playoff. You're not even, you know, getting first or second round exit in year three. But it's time to push playoffs, like deep runs. He's been in the playoffs, but look at that man can, is supposed to be top five player in the NBA. Mm-hmm. And the only reason we're not saying he is not is because of himself. Yeah. yeah. He, he's single-handedly. He's too he's, – He's, he's, he's too himself. He's too silly, man. He don't be it like he don't take a serious, you know what I'm saying? Burgers before the game. Like, even if you do that, eat that in the locker room, bro. Get, don't let nobody see that. Like, yeah. then you out of shape. You already flimsy as hell. Huh. Like, every little foul or every little hit, you something broke or sprained you out. But I feel That's like the- with Ben Simmons, we give him a lot of a lot of a, a lot of flat because of the jumper and the three-point shooting, which is true. He deserves it, but he's also figuring out what he is and what he can do, and he's good at it. Mm-hmm. I'm giving you 18 and 10 tonight. What What is everybody else going to do? I can't shoot the ball, but I'm not giving you nine points. Something, he used to do that, give you nine and 30, 15 rebounds, but now it's more I'm going to the rim. I'm getting to the rim. If I miss the shot, I'm getting the I'm getting the bucket. Still rebound in the bucket. Yeah, I think they should definitely build around him because Embiid in the paint clogs up his game. So if you move Embiid and possibly get like another wing who can shoot, then that just opens up the lane for him, and they can run a little bit more. That should the trade that should the trade that should happen for certain teams don't happen because if you're going you're already paying a lot of money for the everybody on the Sixers, why not send them B to the Wizards for Bradley Beal? That would be so oh, stupid too. 
that's somebody that can work off the ball and you push and, and, and Ben Simmons can give him the ball and he can work too. With Tobias Harris, Al Horford has to play better, but I feel like that mixture, Al Horford happens to shoot that much on that team not being open is way different than the, him being on the Celtics and the Hawks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because people like he's having bad, oh, he's getting benched, oh, the, he's Al Horford's trash. I feel like, no, I feel like that team is messing up. Thing one, you need a coach, two, and you need somebody that's gonna, it just, you can't just throw shooters at Ben Simmons. He's a point guard, but he's not in the, the set of the mindset of CP3. LeBron, when they had the ball in their hand, Rondo, uh, Holiday for New Orleans, Conley, he's not like that. He's a point guard. He can pass the ball, but his mindset is not set up as in seeing that court like that yet. Yeah, he's one of them dudes like, I'm going to attack, and if if I see somebody open, I'm going to pass, not – I'm gonna get people going and then get going type of guy. You know what I'm saying? He's a when he passes off, he sets the screen because I don't need to touch the ball no more, guy. Unless I'm yeah. cutting back, back, backside, or, you know, baseline. And what team has won the? Her recently, what team has won the NBA title with like a a dominant center? Like the NBA showing you, you don't really have to have a dominant center to win championship. But that's the thing. They dominate in the time that you need them, though. Yeah. Every team, think about it. Like, they might the, – the 20 and 10 shacks and, and, and stuff is going away. But if you don't have no stretch four, you got to have somebody that's going to do something on the boards or just tip the ball or something that can run and get you some points because Andrew Brogett was a, a key piece to them, to them uh, warrior runs. Definitely, but that's what I'm saying. You don't have to have an Embiid. You can have a above average center like um, Gasol from Toronto. Like, you know what I'm saying? He gets the job yeah. down. The, the, uh, and what's his name? Ibaka. He's a straight. You know, he to develop his game to where he got that little jumper now. So you don't have to have a superstar center these days. But, you just have to have about above. That. Your team loaded though. You just named it. Your team slick loaded. Them players are older, but they you know what they're going to do. That's why that Toronto team was like, hold on. When you really got to the playoffs, you like, and them dudes on the bench ball now. That is, hold on. Uh, yeah. and, it, and, it, and the X factor wasn't those dudes on the bench. The X factor was Kyle Lowe. Yeah. That, that, yeah. That, that, no, not X factor. Let's switch that up. The question mark was always Kyle Lowe. Oh, yeah. What are you – let not X Factor. Let's get that. You know who you was gonna get from Kawhi. Siakam showed up most improved. You know what he was gonna get. So you had length and defenders and people that can make a couple shots and what them people on the bench don't do. Kyle Lowry was the biggest question mark. But he played. But and Van Vliet played too to help him. Yeah, so did. so it's a difference with that. Like I agree with you, CP. You don't really need a dominant center, but some people do. I'm going to tell you, like, my team need a dominant center because they don't have no tenacity, and they like the Jack Threes, and that's the Hawks. Trey's not there yet. Trey's in a Devin Booker mode. Trey is in that, oh, let me score, let me do all that. Like, I'm jacking. I'm, I got the green light, and that's really not what we need right now. Mm-hmm. What about that one dude, Collins, for y'all? Don't, what do you play, power forward? Yeah, but Collins got to play the five, and so it hurts us. So if you put – He's 6'11 and stuff, but a 6'10", 6'11", and an athlete, he put he put some weight on the thing because he was suspended 25 games this year for, you know, the the, the enhancement drugs and all that stuff. But and he's de- developing a shot, but he can't do it. Mm-hmm. He can't do it. He's not built like that. He's not a back. He's a – we got Capella, but at the same time, we don't have that guy that can put his back to the rim and do that stuff. But for our team, Capella works and stuff. But think about it. We had a boogie instead of Capella mm-hmm. with John Collins at the four. 
So if you're running and you can't get no fast, no quick bucket from Trey and John on the thing and he stops, you got Boogie with a pick and pop or somebody can pump fake, go to the hole. It don't matter. You can swing it. He can set up now, you know, and he can work. That's something like some teams be needing. Think, think about the Jazz, bro. The Jazz have a giant down there. All he does is get rebounds because your boy Donovan Mitchell can't shoot for shit. I don't know what he, I don't know what he got going on. And like a jump out the gym, though. Okay. That's a Louisville player. <laughs> like, he jump out the gym, though. <laughs> Beat him at the rim, see what happens. That's cool. I'm taking my six fives. Hey, who is the letter Hawks wings? But that's the thing. We got young. We got wings. They got to develop, though. They're young. We got oh, y'all got the Cam Reddish. Yeah. yeah. We got Cam Reddish. But let me tell you something. Cam Reddish, after the All-Star game, played better than R.J. Barrett this season. But it's only after the All-Star game. He balled after the All-Star game. But we need more help from him and DeAndre Hunter. Ah, uh, dude from Virginia, y'all got him. Oh, uh, y'all got him. Yeah, but he's, yeah, but he's so so. Like he he hasn't developed his game yet. Like that shit he be doing, it don't work against everybody, bro. Like that work versus college, you gonna have to have some moves, or you got to pick one of the two, and you mm-hmm. gonna have to have a shot. But and he just gonna have to, he, he a good defender or whatever. But he just gotta you know bring it every night. They have to show up. Like we got them players to develop. That's why Trey has to be more of a point guard because if Cam Reddish start next year, which he should, Trey's a liability if we get a real center. And he's going to be more than a defensive. He's going to be a, a defense liability on, on both ends. If he misses a, a, a half-court shot and he's the one back, that's a bucket every time. Yeah. Ah, easy. He's five or six feet and, and everybody else, Hunter's 6'10". 6'9", wingspan, he's 6'9", or something like that. His wingspan is 7'1", though. DeAndre Hunter is? Yeah, his wingspan is incredible, bro. That's, is he is y'all starting two guard? He's our starting three. Who's y'all two guard? Bro, we be starting Kevin Herter or, like, multiple people. Cam Reddish. That's starting. what y'all need, bro. So That's Cam, what but Cam Reddish is going to be that, too. If we don't get okay. nobody like Bradley Beal, I feel Cam Reddish is going to be fine in a couple years. It, it depends on Trey. We need that center, and we need another two. I agree. Yeah, I think y'all, y'all roster should be alright for real, bro. Like, like he's. I think DeAndre Hunter, he got modeled his game like Clay. I know he ain't got the shot or nothing, but he got to learn how to he score. Too big for that. How big is Clay? Clay Thompson six six. Yeah. DeAndre Hunter is Clay is six 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 seven, bro. Like with that body deal, like D Wade yeah. and everything. Hunter build is like, bro, a baby Aldridge, like I above see. above Jeff Green. I so see. Okay. Range, yeah, you gonna have to power somebody or yeah, something. And that's what he do sometimes, but like he just gotta get that jumper. But I'm, it's it's about like when I watch the Hawks, it's about spacing, shot choice, and defense, bro. That's what it is. Cause when they D up some nights, it's you in the game and they shouldn't be in the game, but you're playing deep. Because Trey is always just going to be a liability on defense. But everybody else is playing. We got to get some bench. Are they part of the 22 teams? No. Um, playing? We we would try. That's the season of life. But that's fine because we can get another pick. Yeah. A top pick. There's no reason we shouldn't get Ant-Man or somebody like the dude from Memphis or whatever. Yeah. But I don't know, man. Uh, I think they took what Dan Miller said. You know, if, you know they're not close to playoff contention. That players and he ain't playing. You know, ain't no point of you know playing. If ain't no playoff contention, so I don't know what seat the Blazers in, but um, I, I think the Blazers is pretty close. I think they might be part of the twenty-two. Yeah, because it's thirteen teams from the West, and I know the Pelicans are one. The Grizzlies are in the eighth seed, so. Hmm. 13 teams, and I think everybody's three or four games back from the eight seed in the West. And I don't think, like, it's one team. I don't know if it's the Wizards or I don't know who is, is off a couple games back on that eight seed in the East. But 
I don't know, man. Um, they did also say if anybody tests positive, like with a high temperature or coronavirus symptoms, they're going to be quarantined by themselves for 7 to 14 days. And they te- checking temperatures daily, uh, still working out in groups or whatever. Uh, you know they opened up a lot of practice facilities, but in small groups and small workouts. Yeah, like, like I said, I think NBA going to set that, set the standard for this sports going forward. I feel like they're the only one that, you know, they have to get back to their plan going to be a little modified. I feel like baseball and football are going to be way easier. The biggest thing for them is going to be fans. I don't feel like nothing else should affect them. But right now, it's June 7th. NBA picks, writing them down. Finals. Who y'all taking? I'm who who y'all taking for the finals and who winning the winning the finals? Write them down so if y'all switch up, I can know. I'm gonna go ahead and go. I'm gonna go. My finals is gonna be LA Brian. So Lakers, I'm going with Brian. And then I'm gonna go with from the east. I'm going to go with – I'm going to go with the Boston Celtics. Oh, see, P. I'm going with the Celtics. Oh, okay. I can see him coming through. Kimball, he liked tournament yeah. time. I yeah, I, I want to pick Giannis so bad, but I just – I don't know. I'm going to go with – I'm going to go – I'm going to go, I'm gonna go uh, L.A. In, in six games. Who you got, Josh? I'm going Clippers, Bucks. Clippers gonna win. Okay. Clippers gonna win in six. Ooh. I'm going Lakers versus Bucks. Braun and Foe. Oh, sweet. Ooh, sweep Dang, you don't get one game? Wow, Clean. No game at all? Bruh. Listen, to, you, y'all want me to explain real quick before we go, before we, we end the topic? Yeah, explain. This man been sitting at home. Y'all been talking, everybody been talking hella crash about him. You feel me? If he has that team running inefficiently like that team is, and those, and those pieces are playing. I'm not saying those pieces are like just super deadly, but if those pieces are playing, Danny Green like in the postseason last year, Anthony Davis, Rondo, you know, and and Bron, I feel you know that Lakers team. I feel it. I feel like Ford. Think about on the Bucks who they have. Name the matchups. Hey, uh, you know what you gonna have Bledsoe on the point guard. Middleton on your two guard. Giannis, probably, you know, you're going to switch up Giannis AD. I guess they ain't got no. Uh, I don't know who. And they got I don't tall, know who gonna, they got tall centers, but think about this, Middleton, man. Yeah, but yeah. Yeah, well, Middleton's a scorer. I'm not going to disrespect Middleton because he's an all star. I wouldn't even be no all star in my picking, but I'm not going to disrespect him, man. He gets buckets, uh, whatever. But at the same time, they say he's a 50 40. 50, 40, 90 or something, you know, shooter this year. But I'm going to say I like the Lakers defensive matchups, man, versus Chris Middleton. And, you, oh, my God, bro. I definitely like the Lakers. We, Dwight Howard, JaVale McGee, Anthony Davis, and Brian. I ain't gonna say they're gonna win, but you said like they like the Bucks ain't gonna win one game. You don't Hell think Giannis no. got one game in them? No, not no yep. finals, not no final situation versus them. That man different in the finals, man. And y'all know I'm a mellow fan, but that man different in the finals. Yeah. Cause this is what I this is what I always go back to. Giannis is a, a player and great player and everything, man. And he's the MVP again this year. I'm picking him over LeBron as the MVP. 
But that last year, LeBron was on the Cavs and got swept by the Warriors right before the playoffs when they was when LeBron was, when the Greek freak was coming up and everybody was like, "Oh, the Greek freak, the Greek freak." He didn't want to practice. He didn't want to go with LeBron. It was a matchup right before the playoffs in the regular in the regular season, and it was about seeding. You know what he said after the game? Mm. They said, well, "What about that match with LeBron?" He said, "That he that's that's the fastest I ever got a triple double picked up uh, put on me in my life." Come on, man! I, I, that man different that time when it comes to that time, and I'm not even I'm not even just hyping on him. I'm worried about them for AD. Yeah, because Giannis has to get most of them points. Giannis has to set the tone for that team. So AD's pulling from three. He's pulling jumpers. And if who he's gonna guard? Is he gonna guard Braun? Is he gonna guard AD? So now you put Lopez on AD, or you gonna have Javale McGee? What you gonna do? You gonna have the white end? When they switch, Greek Freak is getting beat up sometimes too now. And I feel Jason Kidd on that. Bit. Them boys are coming for a ship, man. It's only one team that's derailing them, and that's on the and then the other locker room, and that's the Clippers. Yeah, because that's the only other team that got players that's gonna be hungry when it's that time to let's hey let's ball. It's gonna be Patrick Beverly gonna be a nuisance. He don't play defense, but he gonna be a nuisance. Lou Will's coming. Montrez Harrell is coming. Um, Light skinned buddy that play that defense. I don't, I, I don't know if they trade him, but is it Shamit Landry Shamit? Uh, uh, yeah, play, yeah. He, he, no boys play. Doc Rivers. Come on, man. You're not gonna go from if they if the Lakers win that series, and I'm picking the Lakers to win that series in, in seven, and they go against the Bucks. Come on, dog. And they got they got to guard one top five player. And they just had to guard two top ten players. No. Yeah, I'm I'm interested to see how AD going how he gonna play in the playoffs. I'm interested to see that. I know he's gonna ball out. I'm just ready to see it. Cause he can leave this year too. That's what everybody's forgetting. He can be gone. Yeah. yeah. The payday coming. Who's not gonna take AD? The payday coming. So. Lakers and folk if they beat the Clippers. Big if if they beat the Clippers. Cause I feel like Kawhi is just in the zone right now. I, yeah. I feel like he I feel like he ain't got back to back, so he feels disrespected. Cause what he got two yeah. or three championships. He got two. Two. Nah, he got a couple. He, he got a couple in San Antonio, though. He won one and lost one. Okay. And okay. he was final MVP both series. That's what it was. He two time final MVP already with two ships. Okay. Like that's why his resume is so crazy. That boy is crazy. Defensive player of the year, ain't it too? Yeah. Man. Yeah, man. The only reason I get the Lakers a little um step over the Clippers is because they got A D to be honest. Hey, I feel it, but I feel like them. That Harold and Lou Williams combo is just deadly, bro. I feel like it's deadly. Yeah. I just, it's deadly. Because if Lou Will's going, if you have a problem with Lou Will and a problem with Paul George and Kawhi, it's, it's, it's all shit. Yeah. yeah but, it ugly. but, man, last topic on the board, man. D1 players switching from power five schools or prospects, you know, coming up um, five-star, three-star, four-star, whatever you want to call them, choosing the African-American players, choosing to go to HBCUs over power five schools, D1 school, D1AA, FCS schools. Um, the topic was brought up by the top recruit of 2023, Mikey Williams, basketball player. Um, he tweeted on Twitter, Going to an HBCU wouldn't be a bad idea. Um, what are y'all thoughts on it, man? Sure, I'd be excited to see something like that. I think the HBCUs got, you know, got to get some some coach, some big name coaches, you know, somewhat big name coaches, and step up their facilities. And I think they have a real chance to get some of these younger kids, like. I think uh, Mo Williams, I think he coaches for Alabama State right now. If they were to get 
you know, coaches with some recognition, you know, just a little bit more prestige behind their name. I think these kids will really consider it and step up their facilities a little bit. Yeah, I agree with that. Definitely yeah. a lot of money got to be said. put into them. I feel like if they put – if let me just get this straight. I feel like kids, when they get HBC offers, they are they hype, they're excited because they know, they know the history. You know, they know – they see what's behind it more before they go to a D1. They know a little bit more before they – you know, they know about the band. They know about the culture because they are African-American. But when they go to the D1 school and they expose everything, they see, like, okay, this is where I'm going to go, you know. But if HBCUs can get those facilities, because I feel like they do have the prestige coaches and stuff, we just don't know them, like, and they're not promoted like everybody else. Mm-hmm. And they came up through the more different ranks because you got a lot of players that used to play Hall of Famers or, like, people that got – NFL Super Bowl or on great teams as HBCU coaches, but they don't get exposures. Dabo, Sweeney, you know, all the college game day. We that would more of those things would have to happen and push money into it by us, by the African American community to go into it. With all these millionaire rappers and everything we have, even if you didn't go to school, put the money into it because that's what's going to take. Because I'm just going to be real. Me, I want to hear y'all opinion. Y'all a five star recruit. With this going on with George Floyd and everything, and you coming up next year, your senior year, but you a five-star recruit in basketball or football, whichever one you want to pick. And you got every offer from everywhere, even all the HBCUs, you know, where y'all going? And you about to go, you about to plan Woo-hoo. y'all business. Uh, if I'm basketball, if I'm yeah. basketball, I'm really considering an HBCU. But if I'm football, football I, I, I don't I, think I, I am, though. Yeah, the power five school. Uh, basketball, it probably would be them. Oh, that's tough. It's tough. Folks going to hate me for this, bro. But I'm tough. going power five on both of them. I'm going power five both on because it's tough, but everybody say if you're going to ball, they're going to come find you, and that's cool, and I believe that. You feel me? That's true. But it's also on the other hand, I've seen a lot of ballers that didn't get that. And I've seen some people that ain't like that, that got that opportunity, that work hard to make the best of the opportunity, but all you need is the opportunity. And them folks get more opportunity because, like, I would visit the school, you know, but if I'm a running back or I'm a receiver now looking to go to Alabama come and I go and they like, I'm like, man, damn. And I am African-American from Atlanta. I go to Tuscaloosa. I'm like, and I don't like Tuscaloosa. I'm like, man, this is real. I know y'all find football, but I ain't digging the town. Like, I ain't feeling the vibe, the culture, you feel me? Like, but then I see a, Oh, look on campus. We got a $50 million waiting room. Oh, I know. I'm mm-hmm. Yeah, bump town. You feel me? Like, I know what y'all put in the lead. Like, y'all got to you put two in the round. You know, then I go down to Alabama State, Alabama and then or, or no, nah, I skip that and I go to Tuskegee. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I, you know, I mess with the vibe. But then I get to the stadium. It's like, nah, you know, you feel me? I can't. I want to go to that. You know, the lights from going crazy. But I know what y'all produce, though. Same thing with Grambling. That's what make it hard. It's like, man, that's that's. I think that's the deciding factor in a lot, though. Because it's just not the stadium. It's think about the like the funding they get, the the protein shakes, the meals, the everything. You know how D one yeah. is. We play D two. They got everything. Everything. Mm-hmm. We, if we had six trainers, they had twenty one. Fresh year, bowl game. You register sometimes on option, like, man, I really could fight for a special team, but I'm going – you're not even mad about registering at the University of this or that LSU. You know, I'm coming back. I'm going to be a dog. It, and it, it, it break it down to uniforms. You guys, it's just, you know – What's the greatest attendance? Oh, we have 20,000, 30,000 here. Oh, these ones had 98, you know, 75. It, it's a lot of factors. 
because I believe a lot of parents do push their kids to go there, especially if they a three star, four star recruit, and you know teams of Troy start calling Georgia State, uh, Western Kentucky. You know those type of teams, Middle Tennessee State. I think parents do be pushing. Them, hey, man, you don't want to go to Fam, you don't want to go to Howard, NCCU. North Carolina A&T, they just put Tariq Cohen in the league. You know, places like that. Arkansas State. Not Arkansas State. Arkansas Baptist. Like, I mean, Pine Bluff. Alcorn. You know, Jackson State. Those type of HBCUs. Bethune. South Carolina State. Put Darius Leonard in the league. So, I don't know, man. It's hard. But as a parent, what would y'all tell y'all kid? Go to the best school that's going to put you in the best position. Mm -hmm. So, Josh, say you move, say you was from the, say you move right now into the West Coast and you stay the next 20 years on the West Coast and your your first first son is your second child and he want to go back down here to the south. He ain't never been in the south. You feel me? You gonna let him go? He says, Dad, well, the best school for me is Alabama, you know, or Mississippi State, or Ole Miss. Or Howard, you know. I'm going. School like that. Morehouse. I want, I want, I want, uh, I want to take him away from It'd be a good experience for him anyway. Because he'd see the different culture and everything else. So I, 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 I want to stop him from that. Facts. I, that is true. That's a good point. What you doing, CP, with Junior, man? So, man, if he, if he, let's say, you know, just hypothetically, like he's a hooper and, like, they say he might be like a top 10 pick the next year. And he come to me, he like, Pop, I want to go to HBCU. I'm like, and, I, and, I, and if you feel comfortable with it, I'm like, okay. You know what I'm saying? Like, it just shows, like, if you already got your name out there and you average 20 and 10, you still going to keep your status. So, I'm like, I'm going to go ahead and do your thing, son. But, like, if it's football and you a five-star I just think you should probably go power five uh, just because you got three years. Football, it ain't no joke. You just don't. They try to downplay talent. That's what it is. And yeah. when, when they succeed and when that talent at that level that they're downplaying succeeds in the next level, they try to – then they try to hype it up. See, they downplay – just like John Morant. I, I, I agree with you. Like John Morant. Oh, he played – look at all these amazing plays, but he played at Murray State is what they said. Look at this competition because it wasn't power five. Darius Leonard did all that, but was he, is he ready for the lineman in the league because he played against, lower, you know, lower talent. He didn't play at power five. He played against Wisconsin, Ohio State, and Bama, LSU, you know, Clemson. Mm-hmm. That's what they try to do, so I, I agree. Yeah, I just – it would be good for uh, this, you know, young women, young men, and young women just to take a look at the HBCUs. But yeah. the HBCUs got to step their game up too, though. They do. Me, if you tell me, it just depends. Like you said, if he's a if he's a hooper, I want him to go power five football. I feel like if you do go to HBCU, it is what it is. Let's try to pick one that's, you know, D1 or whatever. And if he's a quarterback, and especially if he's a quarterback, I definitely feel like you can go to the HBCU, you know, go somewhere like Cam Newton, brother, you know, go to Harvard, go to Howard, ball out, mm-hmm. graduate, and say, hey, y'all, y'all still don't think I'm good enough? I'm going to take my challenge to a power five and I'm going to beat y'all too. So, you know. I'm a um, cause Cam, uh, Cam Newton brother just yeah. transferred to Armour. I see that. So you know, I feel like football with me, football is more. I, I was gonna say, me though personally, I would go both power five. But my son, 
that's different. Or my daughter, that's different. If it's my daughter, and go whatever you you know. I feel like women is, gets more exposure from lower from any school than men in different sports. Because look at the WNBA, like they draft people from you know D one double A's all the time in WNBA draft. It might not be first, it might be first round or second round, but you're getting drafted. Um, it's more. I think it's that spotlight ain't shine shine on men like that. Like if I had a daughter who's a track star. I definitely wouldn't be upset if she decided to go HBCU. You know what I'm saying? Definitely she, not. You, you don't think so? No, because yeah, you're going to get that regardless uh, uh, Yeah. You feel me? And that, and that goes to my point because your daughter might go to Prairie UCP, Prairie View A&M or whatever, and then she's next. You know, she only runs track for a year or two. Now she's an Olympian. You know, mm-hmm. getting thousands of million, making a couple of living because – that's what it is. When I feel mm-hmm. like when a man do it, and I'm not being sexist or anything. It's just like, hey, what competition level it is? Is, yeah. he not, is he running against LSU type of athletes? It's like, what's the difference, bro? This man is running four three on the field, and this man is running four four. This obviously this man is faster. It don't matter about the competition. He got a thousand. He got a thousand. I might take the four three over his thousand. You feel me? But why he got to play against them? And I yeah. feel like with women's sports, if, if a girl is in a in, like in women's college basketball, she's averaging thirty one a game, thirty one and six. I don't care who she's playing against; she getting thirty one and six, and she yeah, you know she they're getting looks, they're getting drafted or free agent tryouts, all that. Yeah, but if a young man go to a a, a school that they consider lower, comp- he get thirty one and six, like you said, they always compare mm-hmm. the competition. Yep. Like if you got a, a a son, you know what I'm saying. He go to an HBCU. Let's say he's running a ten flat, but you know what I'm saying they got a kid over at LSU that's running like a a ten. I mean a ten one, ten two. You know what I'm saying. They probably gonna just look at the LSU kid a little bit more for some reason, even though the numbers say that this kid's faster. You know, what perfect I'm saying? example, man. Dane Illard, C.J. McCollum, and Steph Curry. Steph Curry played at Davidson. Um. Damian Miller at Weber State, you know, D1, 1A's, I think, or is Davidson all the way D1? There was a tournament. Davidson might be D1. It was in the tournament that year. Yeah, right. sweet. Both of them putting up buckets. Steph had the Sweet 16 run, you feel me, and he went first round. But Damian Miller didn't go to no NCAA tournament, but he got buckets. Second, well, you know, he still was top pick. But it was always a question of, Hey, is Steph gonna grow? Is he gonna be able to do this? You know, he's gonna be able to do that. It wasn't like competition because he played against Duke in a couple games. He played against North Carolina. He got waxed a couple of them games too in his career, still. But it was, oh, is he gonna, you know, is he gonna do this? Is he gonna grow his size? Is he gonna be able to shoot like, you know, ball handling? What Dan Iller did stuff was he didn't play against those comparisons and he was small. That, is he going to be able to do this versus this type of competition in the league? And he's a small player. So it's, you see the differences in it. Yeah. And don't get me wrong, it is a difference because we played them D1 games and we played some boys like, oh, yeah, boy, you D1. Yeah. But it wasn't like, no, oh, man, you're killing me, bro. You, you, you smacking my shit. Like, nah, man. It's like, okay. You get a little bit more protein than me. Like I got something for you. Like, you come a little <laughs> then, fast. Like, I didn't think y'all. Was, I knew y'all was fast, but I know you was this fast. Like I got something for you. I got another gear too. You feel me? And, and then we play. We played with some guys that could have mm-hmm. easily been one. Easily. And yeah, and then it's like, and definitely ball. Yep. I know one thing. Uh, double game circle my calendar. I had to get my respect every game. I don't know about y'all, but I'm gonna get mine every game we play. Stephen Boston, Murray State, uh, South Alabama, Liberty. He won there for that Liberty game. Hey man, that was, that, was, that, that, team, that was that was a night. That was a nice <laughs> team, that boy. That was the best D one team we played, man. bro. That was the best team y'all played. Man, even you, bro. I know y'all played like Southeast Louisiana, whatever. Yeah. But we ain't get to play them, but CP, bro. 
that team just didn't even look like they was just D one or whatever. Like, but bro, don't sound the atmosphere. They were so fun. Them motherfuckers out there hitting, boy. Ridiculous, like, man. For real. Yes, bro. Like them motherfuckers out there hitting, bro. Like, like some of them like I heard more tell. Um, I heard somebody tell Fair. He's talking about somebody. Y'all not on my level. I ain't talking shit to y'all. <laughs> and he ran Ferris over, nigga. Dang. Oh, it was a tight end. It was a tight end. He's like, I'm not talking shit. Y'all ain't on my level. Dang, bro. Dang. But it was like that, though. I remember that. The, the receiver was supposed to go third or fourth round. Sarge yeah, locked yeah. him up. He had like two catches for 19 yards. Other people got off, but people got locked up. Like, it was the rain game, like different things. Like, I was banging out there, bro. Me and running backs in the holes in the middle of the field, my helmet coming off. But it's like, oh, this nigga standing them up without no helmet. Like, but when I tell you, like he said, they fundamentally sound, bro. Like, oh, they getting to the edge. You're not, you're not setting the edge on them. Like, mm-mm. if you are, you better come with it. Like, you little. Sorry. Like all the little D linemen we had, bro. Yeah. I know yeah, the I... was hurt. <laughs> oh man. I know her back just reached the second level instantly, wasn't it? Oh man. Man, I had I had you know, go line three straight times before, bro. Hey, listen, it's crazy. I wish I would have kept that. Josh can tell you this story right here, mm-hmm. man, and then we're gonna ride it out. Josh. Who was the defensive player to watch? Y'all had four. Y'all had like three or four. It was C.O. Levi. C.O. Was it Jake Peppers? Something like that? Oh, it was Thomas. Yeah, it was Thomas. No, Thomas or something. It was you. Who was on defense? Yeah. And that's it. (laughs) They put you on they put Eros stats up, but it was just me. And, it was just me. And, it was me, bro. They ain't put buckets. Uh, they ain't put nothing, bro. Yeah. I ain't flexing on myself or nothing, bro. Like, yeah, just, just me. Man, bro. they had they they had books in our hey. locker room, and they, so, and they, it was Eros. they just like for that week preparation on us. Man, it was crazy what they did, man. I mean, they had that. That boy was just fundamentally sound, man. I'm, man. <laughs> That was the game put back the book they gave to the fans like players watch. They had E Rose stats because listen, E Rose had yeah. two or three picks a game or two before, but it was versus a sorry school though. Mm-hmm. And we ended up uh-huh. losing. Uh-huh. A team they would probably be two hundred to zero. So they just put his stats up because it was like dang what three or four yeah. times he got he had three interceptions or something like that. So that's why they put it in there. And I was suspended that game, and that's another story for another episode. We ain't gonna talk about that, bro. But horse. But um <laughs> but um bro, like it was crazy, man. It was crazy. Dang. Yeah. Yeah, what was that? They down in Virginia, right? Boy, Lynch, Lynchburg, bro. We driving in, they got a yeah. big LU on the side of the mountain. <laughs> Not it was official. Official, not even painted. They ain't painting no grass. Like, oh, we we car this in the mountain, boy. L U. Man, was it? And the stadium was nice and everything. Man, yep. was and it? they built on. Then it was crazy, man. When we warming right. up, man, they they were like introducing the players and stuff. Oh man, they was live. They was they were live. Then the, the, the fans, they knew our names, and oh man, they was they was too amped up. And it was look, but we ain't never played a D one game that was cold, boy. It was yeah, like it was. September, yeah, and that thing was freezing out there, boy. At night, six, seven at night, boy, we was out there, and just like Josh said, the fans, bro, we was warming up, catching kicks. Yeah, they, they were dogging, they were bro. They were dogging. It was so funny, though. You know, it was but like they were going in. Hey, what host guy say? He couldn't say nothing. The student section was was, was our stands. <laughs> like they put if even if our parents was on the other side with like literally like everybody was on that one side, they expanded it now like two to two like a full dome. But the stadium that was beside us, they had like a big section, but it was only for students, bro. And they was going eight. 
I'm talking um, about right behind the bench. Like, we ain't backing up nothing. Like, y'all getting all this. Bro, no thanks. This is a story, bro. So I come off the I come off, we make a we make a stop. I make the play. I'm like, oh, I'm like, oh yeah, we in this. It's only about 10-0. You know, I come off, like, you know, everybody slap hand. Dude killing me, bro, in the pink onesie, the pink snuggie, bro, whatever it is, bro. He dogging me like. And I, you know, I had to buy I take off my helmet, bro. Go, he pointed, he go, oh, you cute. I said, damn. So I'm like, these boys out here going crazy. I just sit down, like, bro, I can't even look at the stands no more. Like, like y'all was going, then this dude talking about my mama next to him. You know, I'm like, oh, like, these folks going in, like, it don't even matter. We got to stop. Man, we got. Like, yeah. <laughs> then I had got hurt that game. It was when I had to sit on that bench for it. Was, I was uh, like, he came off the, off the field. Coach Hyman was trying to tell us some make adjustments. Man, we couldn't even hear him. That man, them them fans went off. They they made them sure we couldn't hear none. Our coach was saying, bro, like it was just crazy. And then all of us must have missed around and looked up. Oh, they climbed the whole offensive line, man. Y'all under y'all undersized. Y'all ain't no black um, I seen. I remember that. Man, they went in on us. <laughs> like, they went going in. in. They told Levi up. But Calvary, bullhorns, everything was going off that thing, boy. And they stayed the whole game right through the weekend. I but beat. They stayed the whole game, boy, until we got on the bus. They out there. Man, it was crazy. Uh, that boy Mike, that boy Mike Morrow texted me. Said, "Boy, you straight?" I said, "Well, yeah, yeah, this ain't the first time, but yeah, yeah, don't fall outside the bus going in." <laughs> oh man! All right, that was good, man. But man, as we come to a close, man, anybody want any epi- any topics on any episode? Please DM us on Sports Talk Affiliate on Twitter. This wraps up episode six, man. I appreciate y'all boys messing with me coming out another week, man. I'm going to holler at y'all. All right, y'all. Appreciate the invite, bro. Y'all take it easy.